I would like to talk to you for just a few moments from the subject, what in the world should we do? What in the world should we do? This text reflects on David's explanation of how he emotionally survived difficult times by leaning on his faith in God. There are 150 Psalms, most of which were written by David, Moses, and an assortment of worship leaders under the inspiration of God. The Psalms deal with every emotion known to man, but to deal with those emotions in relationship to God. They show us believers who bear their souls before God as they experience anger, love, fear, anxiety, doubt, shame, worry, and a plethora of other emotions. This psalm addresses the spiritual soul when it has reached a point of uneasiness. It raises and answers the question, when do we trust God completely and wholly to the point that we are at peace regardless of the situation? The 27th Psalm reminds us that the best solace in different difficult times is godly confidence because faith in God is the best medicine for all seasons. Our faith is grounded in one truth, that all things work together to the good of those who are called. So no matter what happens, whether storms or wind, sunshine or rain, good times or pestilence, God has both our bodies and souls in his hands. In difficult times, David writes that he would have fainted if his faith had not allowed him to look through the threats of danger he experienced to see the goodness of the Lord. He saw the tragedy around him, but faith allowed him also to see the goodness of the Lord. He saw dark losses around him, but he also see how God's light shine brightly in dark places. He resolved to wait patiently on the Lord as he remembered the goodness and greatness of God. So what in the world should we do? When, difficult, when difficulties increase, the faithful should give witness to three truths. We should lean heavily on the power of God. Often in emergencies, we learn how much we are dependent on the power of God. The old timers, they were not theologians, but they were quick to acknowledge when natural circumstances were beyond their control, when tornado force winds came or flood waters rose, they learned to wait patiently to move. So some ordered the members of their household to sit still 
during the storm and wait for God to do his work and push the storm past. I, I remember my mother, when we were growing up, my sister and I, and it's thundering and lightning, and she would tell us to be quiet, sit still. All the lights were turned off. So we were sitting there in the dark, waiting for the storm to pass over. So those who sat confidently because they knew of the power of God, we have to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him, knowing that God is in control, that God will take care of us. If you remember, standing at the Red Sea, the people of Israel, they murmured as they stood at the banks of the sea with Pharaoh's army approaching behind them. However, Moses stood confidently and commanded them to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So sometimes we just need to stand still and see the salvation of of the Lord. God will bring peace to our situation. There are things that we cannot even control. Circumstances that happen, we have, we can't control it. What can we do? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, knowing that all things work together. Everything, good, bad, it all works together. The Bible lets us know. It all works together for our good. We may not understand, but later on down the line, you'll understand. Why did I have to go through so much pain? Why did I have to experience this? Why is my family going through this? And then years later, your eyes are open and you'll understand. I had to go all through that so that I can help this person and that person and that person because of what you've experienced. So what worked for the old timers, that will work for us. We must be willing to wait in confidence, believing that God will do his thing as he always has done. The faithful are not foolish. We have seen God work in the Bible. We have seen God work in our life experiences. We live in awe of God's power and lean heavily upon him for our deliverance. That's why the songwriter wrote, leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arm. Number two, we should remember God is always good. No matter what the situation is, God is always good. Believers are true and faithful regardless of the challenges we face. We remain strong because we know the essential goodness of the Lord. Whether we experience, experience anxiety, loss, 
or even death, our affirmation of faith remains in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. So trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. It's right there in the book. It's here. As I shared with our, our, the Bible study class, I told them that I learned a long time ago in vacation Bible school. We had the, an acronym for Bible, and it's be instructed before <coughs> leaving earth, the Bible. It's here. All you have to do is search for it. Read it and ask God to help you internalize it and use your faith. We trust you, God. When we struggle to understand some of the crises that we experience in life, that we experience in this world, some are tempted to question what seems to be the inactivity of God. They ask, why is such pain and misery allowed? God never promised us immunity from the storms of life. In the Bible, it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord will deliver him out of them all. So the Bible's letting us know, yes, we're going to have trouble. We're going to go through situations. But the good thing is the Lord will deliver you out of them all. So he promised us that there would not always be sunshine. However, he did promise that he would never leave us alone. That's a dual promise that provides a place in his care on either side of the Jordan. The faithful must not sink so low that we begin to speak as the doubters speak and question God's authority. We have to stand strong in our faith. If you believe this word, then you believe this word. If things didn't turn out the way you wanted, that meant it wasn't in God's divine will. Right? Because God is not a genie that we can say, oh, God, please do this. <coughs> we must remember. We must pray in God's divine will. God, if it's your will. Please let this happen. God, I need you to move if it's your will. I remember some of, some, a lot of people will say, like if, I, if, if we leave on Sunday and they say, God's willing, I'll see you next Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, if it's in God's will, I will see you next Sunday. But if God says, no, it's time for you to come home then it's time for you to come home. There's nothing we can do about that. It doesn't mean that God didn't answer your prayer. God knows what's best 
for us. Some of the things that we want may cause us to go off track of where God wants us to be. So for those of us who are in, are, we, we all are, are messengers and missionaries to go out and preach the word of the Lord. You don't have to be the pastor. You don't have to be the lay servant. You don't have to be, you, you're just you. And you go and minister to those who need ministering too. So God will equip us. But sometimes, in order for you to have what you need to minister to someone, you have to go through something. And I've always said, how can you minister to me about a situation if you've never been there yourself? How do you know what it's like to be hungry if you've never been hungry? How can you help? How can you truly understand someone who has no food? If you've never been there, if at any time in your life, I'm so hungry, I don't even have any money to get any food. Some of us may not have experienced that, but you've experienced something else. So our walk is all different. We all take different paths. I know in my life, I went through a lot to get to this place where I am at at now. And I had always wondered when I was a young girl, why is things so tough? Why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing that? It's because God was preparing me so that I can minister to those who are going through certain things so that I can identify, I can help, I can say, sister, I've been there. I know it doesn't look like I've been there, but I've been there. And let me tell you how I got through it. Right? So all of us, we have something in our lives that we can share with those who are out there of how God moved in your life. We are all soldiers in the army of the Lord. Sometimes there is smoke, there's fire, there's tragedy on the battlefield. Sometimes our comrades will fall, but we must sing with the resolve of our foreparents. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord, and I promised him that I would serve him until I die. Yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. So I say to you, what in the world should we do? Stand strong, soldiers, and keep the faith. My final point is we should praise God. 
God is greatly to be praised. Even in troublesome times, we should praise God. David went further in Psalms 96 and 4, and he said, For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. That refers to the intensity of our praise. To praise God means our praise is more intense than our circumstance. If we encounter joy, then our praise of God, who is the source of our joy, is louder than our words of excitement among our friends. If we get a new house, a new car, a new piece of jewelry, we're excited, but our praise of God for supplying these items should be greater. Conversely, if we face danger, sickness, loss, or persecution, our praise of God should drown out our fears, our doubts, and our apprehensions. Death Destruction, plague, and pestilence are not of God, but are often allowed by God. Why it is this way, it is a mystery to us. All we know that there are times when God allows the wicked to prosper for a time, but they are soon cut down. There are also times when God allows plagues and destructions to wake up a godless world with pandemic force. Hmm, COVID. A godless world. It seems that this has happened whenever the world strays too far away from the godly. When this happens, worship slackens. Our personal devotion disappears. And our loyalty to God is not steadfast. Sometimes it happens when the world begins to feel that it can exist without God. Even those who believe start to believe that all of their worship and study is wasteful. The church should praise God intensely because God has blessed us intensely. Yet some in the church can't see the need for so much worship and believe that we are wasting our time greatly praising God. Then what are you coming to church for? If you don't want to praise God, why are you here? That's why we come to church. To give honor and praise and reverence to God. We come to hear God's word. We come to take on strength so that we can go through the week. We can get through the things we have to get through. Life, we have to get through life. 
But we also have to do what God has called us to do. We have to go out and preach the word of the Lord to those who are lost. For the Bible says if the gospel be hid, it is hid to those who are lost. So we must bring the light of the world to the world. Jesus is the light of the world. We must bring Jesus to the world. This world is evil. This world is terrible. People are being killed. Innocent people. We have to pray and ask God, God, we need you. We got to pray on behalf of our world. That's why we are here as believers. Because we believe that God will answer prayer. The word says if two or three are touching and agreeing together, that God will be in the midst. There's more than two or three of us gathered here. So if we're all praying for the same thing, God has to show up and honor God's word. God said, I will be there in the midst. Let me wrap this up with this story. A certain man who had been absent from church for a long time received an inquiring visit from the pastor. The man told the pastor, I've attended nearly every Sunday for 30 years. In that time, I have heard something like 1,500 sermons. In all of those years, people were shouting praises to God and thanking him. I listened to the sermons and the praises, but for the life of me, I can't remember a single one of them. So I think I'm wasting my time, and you, brother pastor, are wasting your time by giving sermons and all of those words of praise that I can't even remember. In response, the pastor said, I've been married for 30 years now. During this time, my wife has prepared me over 30,000 meals. She closed out every day by saying, I love you, and read me a scripture, a poem, or a cute little phrase over 11,000 times. But for the life of me, I cannot recall the entire menu for a single one of those meals or remember a single one of those poems. But I do know this, they all nourished me and gave me strength I needed to do my work. I couldn't remember a single poem, but they all made me feel like I was loved. So when you worship the Lord, you may not remember every sermon title or be able to recite every birth verse. But at the end of the day, you know they mean that God loves you. When you are down to nothing, God is up to something. When there is trouble all around, God is still on the throne and he promised never to leave us alone. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. So what in the world should we do? We should lean heavily on the power of God. 
remember God is still good no matter what and give God praise. We must tell of God's goodness. Finally, brothers and sisters, in difficult times, we must not focus on the tragedy without also focusing on the ecstasy of God's deliverance. David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. So he's reminding believers that if he had not been, if it had not been for the Lord on his side, that he never would have made it. So like David, when we see the trouble ahead, we should also see the goodness of the Lord. When the world tells us about the troubles that are going on, we must tell the world about the goodness of the Lord. In the midst of our sorrows, God is good because he will bring us joy. In the midst of conflict, God is good because he will bring us courage. In the midst of danger, God is good because he will bring us safety. In the midst of weakness, God is good because he will bring us strength. In the midst of defeat, God is good because he will bring us victory. In the midst of the storm, God is good because he will speak to the winds and the waves and they will obey him. So we must tell about the goodness of the Lord. We must tell about Jesus we must tell how Jesus lived on this earth for 33 year long years. We must tell how he bore an old rugged cross. We must tell how he died on Calvary's cross. But we must let the world know that early Sunday morning, he rose from the grave with all power in his hands. What in the world should we do? If you don't remember anything I've said, just remember in the midst of doubt, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of trouble, you must tell about the goodness of the Lord.